0: just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida.
1: Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chafee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889
2: Well, welcome friends to another edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman We are sitting here in the KN caboose just rolling along at a moderate speed. We've got uh, our engineer up in the, up in the head end. Uh, engineer, engineer Rick White is up there. And um, it's, it's, it's a lovely fall day here. And uh, we think it's gonna stay that way till Christmas. Or I hope so anyway. We have in the studio today, John Mattingly. Now, an interesting person in several respects. He is a farmer, he is a rancher. We're going to try to get to that distinction. He he is a writer, writes regularly for um, Colorado Central Magazine. Uh, he is uh, a, 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 one of those people who thinks deeply about things. In our first segment here, we talked a great deal about how we measure things and um, how how do the railroads measure things to decide to get out of hauling the commodities he uses and uh, into um, into nothing but uh, sort of a portal to portal approach. So, welcome, John. Let's let's find out more things from you. Now, certainly one of those externalized um, expenses that we were talking about is water. And where
0: how where are you
2: water wise? What are you close to water wise down there?
0: Well, I'm I. Uh I uh, came uh, to the valley in 1987 uh, and came to the north end uh, and managed uh, Cotton Creek Ranch, uh, which uh, was a, uh, a, 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 me- a medium-sized agribusiness. Uh, we had about about 3,000 acres we farmed under pivots. Uh, some of that was deeded land, some of it was, uh, we rented land to, uh, to achieve economies of scale with the use of equipment. Um, and
2: shooting three thousand acres. Yeah, I mean, and you say that's medium size. I mean, to my way of thinking, three thousand acres is is big. But.
0: Right. No, I understand it well. And this is this is one of the chronic uh, problems with farmers is, you know, when you tell people you're a farmer, they say, "Well, how many acres do you farm?" And if your answer is, you know, in the in the single digits, they think you're a hobby guy. Uh, if you're in the hundreds of acres, they think you're, uh, you know, some sort of a, a Jeffersonian peasant. Uh, no. if, if in the thousands of acres, they, th- you know, they think you're an agribusiness. Actually, the, the a, a better metric, and this goes back to our issue of measurement in the previous segment, uh, you know, acres is really not a, a great measurement uh, f- to determine how big an operation is. Uh, Three thousand acres under pivots is actually a smaller operation than ten acres of uh, strawberries uh, in California where they uh, you know, everything's done by hand and the uh, gross revenue might be $10 million. Uh, under center pivots, uh, a crew of 10 people could farm 3,000 acres, uh, and, and can keep moderate, you know, moderately busy. Bigger operations, you know, 10, 15,000 acre operations, uh, are, uh, there's, there are a few of those in the valley. Uh, but uh, I, I considered that this operation a, a, medium, a medium-sized agribusiness.
2: Well, the well, now back in '87, uh, of course, the days of having the freight train pull up out right. front were over. Right. That's uh, the Rio Grande uh, had had given it all of that up by then. Although they kept the right of way, I thought that was interesting, um, and they kept uh, the certain roadbed segments. So I wondered, at that time, were they planning to maybe get back into the agribusiness hauling, or why would they, they keep it? I mean, uh, you, you had some dealings with them on your place at one point.
0: As, as I understand it, and this is based solely on my personal experience, it sure. may not be broadly applicable, but um, the, the, the spur line that went from Alamosa to Salida Going over Poncha Pass that ran up through the north end of the valley, uh, that was abandoned in 1951. And when when the uh, spur line is abandoned, uh, now the spur lines were granted uh, easements of uh, between 100 and 150 feet. Uh, they got 100 for the lines and 150 where they needed to put stations or, or, or wayoffs. And uh, so at the time of abandonment. Uh, of the of the of the uh, of the spur line, if the adjoining property owner uh, had patented land that was patented before the rail line was put in, then that the the uh, abandoned rail line went to the adjacent property owner.
2: So, even if the Rio Grande came back and said, "We really were hauling enough this, that, or the other uh, out of," uh, which this this area or that they still would have to get permission from the current landowner if it was patented.
0: Oh yeah, uh, no. my understanding uh, is that 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 would really not be a practical outcome at all. Uh, uh-huh. because you have all the crossings at the county roads and uh no, I think for all intents and purposes the that rail line uh it will never be restored to, to uh-huh. uh, that it's been abandoned for yeah. good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, those must have been great days. The stories uh, Paul Coleman tells about round, rounding up sheep sure. and put getting cars of sheep out of yeah. out of, uh, I think maybe around center, yeah. through, right, right in through there, that area, yeah. huh? Well, those days are gone. Well, yes and no because that's I was going to come back to this. Um, you've just reestablished the mine road goes out of Antonito and they're back in business hauling uh, whatever mineral they haul oh. out of Antonito so it can't change apparently
0: I don't know about that Yeah, uh, I know the uh, Cumbria's uh, Toltec runs a tourist line out yeah. of Antonito uh, but I, I wasn't aware of any uh, commercial uh Applications of the rail line.
2: but uh, but yeah, they are, and they and they, they run it up to, um, run it up, over the pass, down to, well, down to to ship it out on the DNRG, At, uh, I mean not DNRG, I mean the, uh, the new Burlington, what they all merged to the point where the the new Burlington, uh, where is that, and it is. <clears throat> They it's, call that the uh,
1: Burlington Northern Santa Fe uh, excuse Forest. me <laughs>
2: these days we call that the Burlington Northern Santa Fe on their main line somewhere south of Pueblo, okay All right. yeah, so and tell me this for us, we're getting a little bit
1: off, but yeah. um what are they hauling something from a mine that's
2: it's a red mineral, a red and I mineral. think it's used in uh maybe concrete work, things like that, huh, so. It's red, it's b- b- vivid red. Or yeah, hauling it out of there. So, who I, knew?
1: I used to work for a warehouse where we uh, had sacks of this. It was iron oxide, right? And oh. they used it to color roof tiles. They used it to uh, all kinds of things when they wanted a
2: little color. There was yellow and there was red. I'll be darned. Yeah, and they ship it out on uh, covered guns. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Why cover a gondola car of that stuff? With the oh, I suppose it'd turn to rock if it got wet or something. Something else, yeah. Well, be darned. Well, so that's interesting. And that line down there has been has had it's changed hands several times, but uh, the 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 holding company who um, owns that that line down there, they just decided to open it up and. Open open those mines, and uh, so every day they they run out of uh, Antonito and run north, um, go up over the pass, down uh, where their junction is, and uh, I, the junction I imagine is probably unnamed. It's probably just out out somewhere unnamed. Yeah, interesting. Well. Um, all right, so you didn't have any personal problem with them because you were deeded and so right you know.
0: everything I had was patented prior to the uh, signing of the of the original easement uh-huh for the spur line interesting but that didn't prevent c dot from uh, apparently there's a there's a peculiarity in the in in, in the closing of it that if there's a state highway that runs parallel to a uh, an abandoned rail line that, that that the Department of Transportation may have some claim to it, uh, but that was purged by the by the patenting of the land prior. Uh, but in the but Cdot did uh, when I went to build a fence at one point, <laughs> they, they they threatened to show up with bulldozers and and uh, we had an interesting conversation because mm-hmm. Cdot uh, you know what they say about them is that you know the only difference between them and God is that Cdot doesn't think he's there. Uh, God doesn't think he's Cdot. God he's, doesn't think he's Cdot. Uh, <laughs> well. You know.
2: Well, that's well, that's interesting too. When you think about about the power that C dot does seem to yeah, have, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And and um, well, my goodness, all these things come together. They back to accounting, it all becomes accounting. It does. You know, it 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 really really does. And um, now, it, you know, getting back to, to how that's all going to work out for the new mines down there. Now, Walsenburg is where the old line that went up and over La Vida Pass. Right. It, it went up over La Vida Pass, came down to um, Walsenburg. Now, I, you have to wonder, um, Did they They must have retained some rights, because I've, I've seen the old junction. It's practically in downtown Walsenburg. I mean, it's, it's behind the jail down there where... The, where the Levita Pass line comes right. down. Now that mineral, whatever it is, iron oxide, you're saying? Yeah, most likely. Uh, 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 it's got to. It's got to come down. It's got to get on the. Yeah, it's got to get on the New Burlington, as we call it, <laughs> the New Burlington Northern and Santa Fe. It's got. It's got to do that right there in. Walsenburg.
0: Well, a lot of those lines were not abandoned. Uh, if they had any activity on them, I think that it was mostly the spur lines that were not being uh, actively used or were not economic to maintain that were abandoned. No. But the big abandonment occurred in 1950 for a lot of the, in the San Luis Valley
2: because that was a very straight line. Um, went north, yeah. center, so on started uh, i suppose in alamosa
0: no no th- this this line no that i'm talking about was ran along highway 17 and went okay. over went over poncha pass no there's still a line that goes through center and then hooks up and goes uh, and goes to point south
2: ah yeah oh, okay
0: and and they do use uh, a lot of the uh, bulk grain and and uh, field warehousing systems in in and around center do use the rail lines to move com- you know bulk commodities yeah out of the San Luis Valley to point south.
2: So they would use that for the potatoes?
0: I don't think they use it for potatoes so much. No. Huh. Hops, maybe? Well, hops is not a big crop. No, it would be oats, barley, wheat.
2: Ah. Uh, it, would, it would be. Uh, would be. Yeah. You mean Coors beer doesn't still brew its beer from the hops in the San Luis Valley? I don't it? think so. Oh, be darned. Yeah. That was always their selling point, you know. Well, they
0: use the barley. They, you know, they 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 use the they create the mesh from San Luis from Valley, San barley, Valley
2: you know. barley. Yeah, that was always their big selling point. That only in Colorado could you get these, right. as you say, barley and basic ingredients.
0: Well, the, the reason is that in the San Luis Valley you have a cool, you have the cool temperatures, and that allows the barley to fill out and be a heavy, uh, heavy bushel weight barley. Uh, barley, you know, normally uh, weighs in at about uh, 46 uh, pounds to the bushel, uh, and in the San Luis Valley, uh, you know, a good two-row barley, uh, brew barley, will, will bushel out at 50 pounds. So it's got it, oh has, it has more nutrients. Uh, yes, and makes a better mash. Yeah.
2: You know. And why it's popular in health food stores per se? I've never tried it, but. I mean, the idea of eating some barley mash doesn't appeal, but maybe it's good for you.
0: Well, maybe.
2: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, This isn't necessarily a health show. It's a railroad show. Um, okay, but then the railroads, the other thing they had was water rights. Rights to water and, and um, that's still pretty incredible when you think about the, the, the things that have been done there. And the famous Gary Boyce and um, his... American Water Distribution Inc., I think it was called.
0: No, no, no. Gary Boyce was Stockman's water uh, company. Uh, the predecessor of Boyce was the uh, Harry Anderson and uh, Maurice Strong who formed American Water Development Incorporated, AWDI. That um, was an adventure uh, which was based on uh, the fact that the San Luis Valley Waterhead uh, tremendous value on the Eastern slope and the, the, the developers of AWDI, uh, were under the impression that the San Luis Valley would, would, would get on board with them on this idea of selling some of the water, uh, to, uh, the Eastern slope and thereby generate economic benefit backwards to the valley. Uh, AWDI met with a lot of opposition. Uh, there, there was a, a real uprising, uh, when I arrived in the San Luis Valley in 1987, uh, I had to be very careful about uh, saying if I was in favor of AWDI or not. Because uh, if you were in favor of AWDI, you might not be able to get services from certain people.
2: Wow. Uh, That's I, serious.
0: It was. It was pretty serious. Uh, the opposition was very, was very deep-rooted, very grassroots. And it was, and it was rooted in, in this idea that, you know, that the San Luis Valley is an agricultural community. And uh, and we don't want any of our water to be, you know, used on the eastern slope. Uh, and and, it's a, and it got some assistance from uh, people who had a spiritual angle on that, uh, that the water had a spiritual ingredient in it. Uh, and then people in the wildlife uh, uh, and environmental end were pointing to the fact that, you know, the wetlands were necessary for, you know, the unique uh, bird wildlife that came through the valley and so forth. Uh, but Gary Boyce, then, uh, he picked up in the aftermath of AWDI. AWDI was pretty roundly defeated in court because when they realized that, that the water rights that they were going to use to, to uh, change the use of, to export to the Front Range that they were going to take a huge haircut in in the paper right versus the exportable right. And this derives from the fact that when you have a surface water right, which is what AWDI had, when you put water out and flood it on a field, the great majority of that water returns to the system. At least half of it does. In some cases, you know, even a greater percentage returns back to the... and becomes somebody else's water right downstream. So when you go to change that water right... You may have a water right for, say, 10 CFS on one ditch, but the, the historic consumptive use of that may only be three or four acre feet. So AWDI found that they were short in generating enough water to do a full export. So then they tried a new novel theory, which was that the water in the very deepest part of the aquifer was not tributary and could therefore be mined without damaging the greater regime above. And that went to court, and that was roundly litigated, and it was roundly defeated. So that meant that anybody who wanted to export water from the San Luis Valley in the future was going to have to go through the particulars of changing the water rights from agricultural to commercial use, and they were going to have to take the haircut from gross diversions down to historic consumptive use. Now, Gary Boyce said, that's fine. Stockman's Water Company will do that. Because the money is so great and it's so good, that you know why should ranchers continue to put the water out on a hayfield when they can get thousands, even millions of dollars for it on the other side of the hill? Uh, Now Gary Boyce never actually filed anything in water court. Uh, He spent a lot of money uh, trying to put together a plan that never materialized, Uh, and he ultimately went bankrupt. Uh, sort of a he really went bankrupt. He, did, he went bankrupt. He died a couple of years ago of pancreas cancer, uh, but he, you know, his uh, his entire Stockman's adventure uh, produced nothing. Uh, so now we have another round of of exporters coming along, the renewable water resources, and they too are saying, "Fine, we you know we're, we're we're good with doing all the particular work of of reducing Change, cha- du- cha- changing, changing the, the water, water rights." Uh, but they have yet to file a plan also, and there are some serious questions about their plan in terms of, is there really, is there enough water there at all, now that we've had a drought, now that our our uh, aquifers are, are, are down uh, and need to be restored? So I think the Renewable Water Resources has gone into a holding pattern. I think they've decided that this is not a good time to try to push this project, and uh, but I think that the, you know, the economic benefit of, of, of the San Luis Valley selling some water to the eastern slope will remain a viable uh, idea in people's head as time goes on uh, because the economic opportunity really is there. It's a matter of getting the right structure, having the right people do the transaction.
2: So you have, uh, how much water are we talking about in terms of non-consumptive use on Oh, a big ranch. I suppose it's hard to know what it would be. Right. Each
0: ranch is a single is a, is a singular footprint. Yeah. You know, it has, you have to go back through the cropping pattern, the history of diversions. Uh, they even go to electrical records to to, to, to corroborate uh, opinions. Uh, and that, that makes it extremely, uh, well, it makes it exponentially more difficult to oh. bring together a group of, if you're going to try to buy water rights from a whole bunch of different people, each water right is going to have a different value depending on its historic consumptive use value uh, and so that's one of the problems that uh, that, that the new uh, renewable water resources faces. They may have a lot of people who want to sell their water, but you know the, when, the, when when they're told when the seller is told what their water is actually worth and how much they actually have, you know they may not be agreeable uh, but a year ago, almost exactly a year ago i uh, Actually went to the Rio Grande Conservation District with a proposal that they should be the one to do the water export project. The Rio Grande Conservation District itself, the mother district, you know, they have the gravitas, they have the trust, and and they have the resources to, to do a deal with the Eastern Slope that would that would result in a con, a specified amount of water sold uh, and. Uh, the, the return flow of capital would be fair to the valley and could be an economic boon to the valley. Yeah.
2: And, and yet, and yet, and yet, and well, yet... No, there was, there was huge resistance
0: to, the, to yeah. that. Uh, I called it buy and bank. My yeah. proposal was that the, the district go and have um, the municipalities that need water on the eastern slope, have them issue water bonds, 30-year, 40-year water bonds, this is a great time to issue bonds because they can issue them at 2 and 3%. Then use that capital to buy farms in the valley and let them sit idle. And during that time, the, the aquifer can be restored because of the reduction of use. And then after a 10 to 15-year period, when the aquifer has been restored, then the, the conservation district could engage in, in structuring the infrastructure and the plan that would actually export the water. And, and govern the return flow of capital to the valley.
2: And uh, so they're probably still dealing with that idea.
0: Well, they we re- hope. They, they were no, they rejected the idea pretty much, pretty roundly a year ago. Uh, and and the, the the perception is that the conservation district would be stepping out of its out of its typical role to do such a oh. thing. And there's also this embedded. Uh, we, I mean, we all, we're all we almost have this. Uh, and there's a confirmation bias. I mean, we've been against water export for so long that for people to change their mind is going to require a real change of their of their of their brains.
2: Right.
0: Uh, and it, it's. But I think in in a ten to fifteen year horizon, you will see that, this, that 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 some entity will do an exchange with the Eastern Slope. The reason is that the water is so valuable over there. Uh, uh, yeah you know when you take water from this basin and put it into another basin, that water is new water to the system so it's it's governed under a different pattern of re- of, of, of administration because it can be reused to extinction is what is the term of art
2: Ah uh, I
0: see so if you tend twenty thousand acre feet a year over to the eastern slope by the time that's reused, it can easily be a hundred thousand acre feet yeah. because the municipality can
2: Reuse it. Can and, reuse it and yeah. sell
0: it. Put it back in the river, and somebody else yeah. can reuse it. And right now, you know, the the value of an acre foot of water on the Colorado River is approaching three hundred thousand dollars.
2: My gosh!
0: So the amount of capital that could return flow to the to the valley from a from a well managed trust driven sale would be enormous. Enormous. Yeah.
2: Well, friends, we've, we've, we have covered some topics in the old caboose today that we never would have. We started out with just looking at uh, <laughs> how railroads had served the agricultural interests of the San Luis Valley, and um, we've gone from that to uh, general accounting principles, <laughs> gone from that to... And why have we done that is because we've had John Mattingly, a real expert in this, here in, in in our interview chair today, and I, I know this is an interview I'm going to listen to and re-listen to in the in the years to come, for sure, for sure. And um, well, we does our engineer have any last words? While well, we've got about another minute. To well, I agree, Forrest. This has been, and John, it's been a very very interesting
1: interview. Kind of different than our style. And uh, thank you for coming in from the San Luis Valley, and I look forward to seeing you again.
2: All right. Thank you. All right, we're just about ready to wrap up this segment of On the Rails. And you know how we wrap Well, we've got 60 seconds? You've got about a minute, yeah. got about a minute. Enough time just to say, again, as we're trying to remember to say, that what keeps this train going is you pressing that little button that says Donate at... Uh, K-H-E-N. I'm I'm trying to remember to say that to each segment. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good idea for us. And it's K-H-E-N dot
1: O-R-G. And we know that we have a lot of uh, online listeners for this show. And they come from all over the place. So consider hitting that donate button. It's a very easy process. And become a member of K-H-E-N,
2: Salida, Colorado. Again, having John Mattingly here, very, very special guest and uh, we'll listen to this interview over and over again. All right, it's time to pull the old caboose into the sidetrack. Give the five toots, the famous five toots, which is go to beans, go to beans, five rap- rapid toot, ba 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 ba, go to get out of here, go to beans. And how we do that is we all. We all sit on the back porch of the caboose, we look back down the line, we usually light a fusee to throw out into the snow, so you have a nice red glow, and we say, high ball. So, at the count of three, one, two, three, high ball, high ball.